Hello and welcome back to the Barrington James podcast. And today I am delighted to be joined by Andres, who is the CTO of Cyber Surgery. Andres, pleasure to have you on with us today. Hello. Hello, I'm, I'm pretty good. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. Yeah. No, not a problem. My pleasure. Um, look, Andres, for those who don't know about cyber surgery, uh, what can you tell us about your company? Okay. Uh, okay. I'm the CTO of Cyber Surgery, and um, we are doing a robotic assistant for spinal fusion surgeries. So, uh, actually, we are certifying our robot that it's the Alaya robot. And um, yeah, we are we are on the on the way to commercialize it. Yeah. Uh, excellent. And uh, sort of you, you've been with cyber surgery for uh, a few years now. How have you seen that uh, development of the robot come on over the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah, I've been in cyber surgery since uh, 2019. Actually, the, the company was created in, 2000, in 2017 as a, a consequence of some research projects that uh, reached some sa satisfactory results in some tests. And then the company was created. And then I joined here um, at the beginning as the robotics uh, department manager. And uh, a year later, as the CTO, and we have developing this robot that right now uh, is in the certification process. I mean, we have achieved the clinical trials. We have performed some clinical trials with, with successful results in, uh, here in Spain. And now we are in our way to the certification. Uh, amazing and obviously certification is, is such a big topic when it comes to sort of a medical device uh, surgical robots sort of how have you found that journey to be able to get to the stage where you're ready to go for that certification yeah certification is something that uh, impacts you from the very beginning of the project so you have to be aware that there are a lot of uh, regulations and some standards and some processes that you have to meet in order to be able to certify your product. So there are like, for example, uh, electrical and electromagnetic security tests that you have to take into account from the very beginning of the project. And also all the process of how you work on the requirements, the design, the documentation, how you test, how you perform everything. So yeah, the certification is something that is um, quite in the ADN of the project since the very beginning in, in a field like, like ours. You have to take that into, into account when you perform your technical tasks also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. And you mentioned a number of different areas there. Um, what would you say for you and the team at Cyber Surgery has been the biggest hurdle to overcome when it comes to that uh, certification? The most difficult part, you mean? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's to understand from the very beginning what uh, the full product requires. I mean, there are a lot of uh, uncertainty, uh, uncertainties in the beginning of how your product may, be, may beha behave or 
where are the things that you have to focus on uh, to, to reach the, the certification phase and to reach um, like a product, a finished product that is uh, able to be in, in the market. I mean, there are problems that you start to, to find during the development and it's really difficult to, to try to, to take it in the, into account from the beginning. Yeah, so that, that uncertainty because of the, of the high technological uh, product that you are developing is like the, the most difficult part to, to handle, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. And you mentioned there the, the technology. Um, what is the, the specific technology behind the, the cyber surgery robot that you're working on? Yeah, cyber surgery robot is, uh, have an, has an innovative tracking solution. So uh, there are like other robots, other robotic assistants that assist the surgeons in spinal surgeries, but the, surgery, the robotic uh, assistant from cyber surgery has a different technology to track the patient. So it consists on a electromagnet, uh, electromechanic, sorry, electromechanical tracking device that is uh, monitorizing in real time the motion of the patient. So the robot is able to compensate it. And that, that is a quite different technological approach of what it's already done in the market. This is interesting because it, is, it has some, some advantages that uh, reduce the, the footprint of the product in the OR, uh, reduces the problems of workspace conditioning of the, of the surgeons and, and the staff in the OR, and reduces complications due to, um, to the cameras and the, the absence of line of sight between the patient and the cameras. So it's, it's mainly the, the technological difference that we uh, that the current product has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, amazing. Definitely sounds like uh, a robot is going to, to change the industry and market for the better. Um, obviously, the, the surgical robotics market in general is, is growing so fast in, in recent times. Um, what would you say is that the biggest change in the market that you've seen in recent years? Yeah, I think that the market is evolving quite fast in as you said in this in this surgical robotics area or maybe in the technology in the surgical technologies area because there is a huge room for improvement there mm. so uh, i think that the market has discovered that uh, in the operating room there there is there are potential fields to improve the the surgical outcomes so I think that um, the most challenging uh, topic in this uh, area is to find uh, in the focus. I mean, <laughs> where, what, which is the application? Which is the focus on that uh, amount of uh, possibilities in the surgical room, in the surgical procedures, where you have to focus to really give an advantage, an advantage for the surgeons and for the patient, and you know, to to, mm -hmm. to find where do you have to look for, where do you have to to make that contribution to improve the process? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. In your opinion, what would you say the the most important area to improve currently is on the market? Yeah, I think that that uh, is to focus on performing procedures that takes time and that are uh, dependent of the um, the surgeon condition in that position and that do not require uh, like the value that the surgeon can do. I mean, that can give. <laughs> I mean, uh, the surgeon should uh, focus on more added tasks that requires his knowledge and all the context analysis of the patient, uh, the, the health conditions and the, the di diagnostics for uh, the possible outcomes and the surgeon sh should focus more on that and be relieved of manual uh, manual or repetitive tasks or mm -hmm. more mechanical tasks that can be uh, automated with the use of assistants or systems like robots or artificial intelligence or you know to give the surgeon better tools so the so the surgeon can focus on more complex tasks and uh, improve the diagnostics and treatment of the patients i think that that's the focus where where you have to 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 be i mean to 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 be focused on yeah excellent and obviously you mentioned the surgeon quite a lot there uh, just how <laughs> important uh, a role uh, do you have working closely with surgeons and hospitals and clinical environments from your perspective? Yeah, that's that's a key point. That's a key point. You have to be in constant uh, collaboration with surgeons, with hospitals, and other even other healthcare providers. I mean, uh, with even the nurse, the nursery team, or the image, uh, the radiologist. Mm -hmm. So on, because it is important that take into account them into the development of your product. So you ensure that what you are developing is what they need. And that's key. That's key in, in the product development. Otherwise, you can have an impressive product that is the most beautiful, the most accurate, the most precise, the most whatever you want. But if it do not solve a problem that the market has, it's it's useless. I mean, so that's why you have to be in con in constant collaboration with them because they have a different focus, a different point of view of the problems than you as an engineer have. So it's really, really important to keep that collaboration, that communication constantly. Mm. And just sort of how much time do you actually spend when designing these these robots to take into consideration sort of how user-friendly it's going to be for the surgeons. Sorry, how much time do you do we have to? Yeah, so how much time would you spend in that design and concept phase to make sure that the robot is, is really user-friendly for a surgeon? We, we have uh, achieved a methodology that it's quite, um, quite good to, to do that. And it's that we use an incremental iterative uh, methodology. So we start with uh, the surgeons, with a collaboration with the surgeons, 
trying to understand what they need. And we perform like a development process that it's about six months to uh, develop a prototype. And with mm -hmm. that prototype, you're able to validate if it is what they want or they do not want, what they would change. And in, with that, you can like uh, manage that, uh, that uncertainty that I was talking about because you are like discovering what is what you have to do to face the needs or to, to achieve the needs of the surgeons and to face the challenges of certification. For example, also we do tests of not only usability tests with the surgeons, but also tests of electrical safety and all that stuff. So you are like uh, learning more about the problems that you are facing. So with that iterative fast uh, process, you're able to, to handle that, yeah. Ah, yeah, excellent. Uh, sounds like you uh, have a lot of work to do constantly in different areas uh, within, within the company. Um, but obviously you, you're from the, the technological perspective within cyber surgery. Just how important is it to work with other departments within the, within the company? Yeah, it's quite important. It's quite quite important. For example, in our case, we we are in constant uh, collaboration with our with our quality and regulatory departments, and it's a, a daily communication. We are in constant meetings. They test some things that we do. We are always communicating about the requirements, about how to do the things, how to documentate uh, everything, everything. So that collaboration between the technical departments and the quality, for example, the quality and regulatory department and the commercial one that it's using the robot in demos, in showrooms, and it's getting the feedback from the surgeons and tells you what is uh, the most value, uh, the most yeah, valuable things about the product and what is the more common issues. It's really, really important so you can develop like what you what you need you know to get everything aligned what with, with the with the with the objectives of of the product of the company also mm -hmm. yes that, that cross collaboration with yeah. sort of all, all departments within the company is, is such a vital aspect to, to make sure that you can make the most successful product as possible yes. um wanted to pick up on one thing you also mentioned earlier and that's artificial intelligence um, yep. Just how big of an impact do you think that's having in the surgical robotics market? Yeah, I think that um, it has a great impact because it has uh, a great potential. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of of mm, like repetitive or some kind of tasks like that that can be uh, really, really um, improved with the introduction of artificial in intelligence. Uh, there are like planning procedures. There are like some some kind of processes that can be uh, improved with the with that integration. So you can give the surgeon like some uh, tools to improve their and fasten their diagnosis and treatment of the of the patients. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I amazing. 
yeah, I think that it's also not for not just for surgical robotics, but almost in all the fields of the of the of surgeries and in medical even in medical applications. Yeah. Uh, and just how much uh, are, are you using artificial intelligence for for the robot at cyber surgery? Yeah, we use we use artificial intelligence in our in our system. Uh, to provide the surgeon or to help the surgeon to perform tasks that uh, he has to do to use the system. You know, so in the planification phase and different stages, we, we provide some, some tools and we keep developing tools that we plan to provide later. later. Mm -hmm. uh, amazing. Uh, can't wait to see what those, those tools are on, on the robots. Um, Looking forward in, into the future of the, the markets, sort of uh, what, what's the, the long-term goal for cyber surgery? Uh, we, we are uh, looking for uh, have an impact, a real impact in the patient's life. So in our roadmap, we, we are developing and uh, releasing further functionalities with more complex tasks in order to uh, improve the surgical outcomes, mainly in the spine, spine surgery field. So in our long term, we will provide different applications, not just the, um, the uh, screw insertion for, for spinal fusion, that is the current application that we are certifying for releasing the market, but we are going to uh, increase that functionalities uh, of the product so uh, more patients can be benefited from the use of our of our robotic assistant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, wicked. Um, and I guess then, fr from your perspective, from a, the, the technological side of things, sort of how long do you think it's going to take till you can get the the robot to the level you want it to be and uh, actually operating on the market. Yeah, as I told you before, we, we use like an iterative procedure. So we, we plan to do the same in the market. So we hope to be in constant delivery of new features to the, to the market. So it's going to evolve, it's going to evolve and we hope to, to keep that evolution during a long, long time, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not like a new product that is going to have five years or something like that. No, it's like more a constant evolution of our products that uh, make the systems or the, the, the benefits of the use of our system to spread in another kind of surgeries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally understand that. Um, from other surgeries, have you sort of planned into that yet? Have you had any discussions of which aspects and, and areas you may develop into? Yeah, I, I mean, we are we are also working in further steps, you know, as the product is being certified, like there is like a freezed version that is on that process. And we are developing some other applications that I cannot do <laughs> in too much details. Yeah, but but we are already working in some other and a step further for the for the spinal surgeries. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so that sounds good. And looking forward to, to seeing what they, they may be when, when you do announce them eventually. Um, obviously, Cyber Surgery is a, a Spanish company. Um, but sort of, do you have plans to expand um, sort of into Europe, uh, into the US as well uh, in the future? Yeah, I mean, actually, the, the product is being certified for commercialization in Europe. And we are starting the, the path to be certified also for for USA through the FDA. So yes, well, our our um, goal is to 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 grow. I mean, to also be a global company. So we will start from in here in Europe, and as soon as we get the certification for the FDA, we will start to 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 be in the other in the in, in the other continent <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course and obviously uh, a product like yours getting it to as many people and as many markets as possible yeah. it is so important because it really can change change people's lives and um that's one of the, the huge things about surgical robotics is, is the society societal impact they can have yeah 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 i mean robotics has that impact in the in the society. I mean, when you are working with people's health, it, there is that consequence that you are also impacting the the society where what you are doing that. So yeah, yeah, for sure, it's it it has like a direct impact. I would say that even all the med tech that it's uh, developed has an indirect impact in the society to improve the life quality of, of the people and that society is where those technologies are implemented. Mm -hmm. And would you say that's one of the, the most rewarding things about working in surgical robotics, the fact that you, you actually get to see your product change lives? Yeah, I think that it's quite quite rewarding that to, to, to see that you can make a real impact in people's life you know when you see that uh, with the products that you are developing the people that it's being uh, that that goes through uh by the to, to the or to the or has less risk and has a, a better outcome it's really really rewarding i mean to 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 think that you are making some benefit in different people's life. So yeah, I think that that's the most rewarding thing of of working in in a company like like ours. Yeah, not only for me, but it's something yeah. that it's it's for for our team. I mean, it's something that we discuss um, more or less frequently, and the people is what 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 really motivates them to know that their work is uh, has a, a positive impact in people's life in society in in something that is really relevant and and that has transcendence yeah mm -hmm. ah, amazing and um obviously you, you've been in the industry for uh, quite a few years now but what would you say that the best piece of advice you could give to someone who, who wants to get involved with surgical robotics yeah i think that the to 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 be updated to be in constant learning 
of technology and in the constant seek of how that technology could be uh, applied in the people's in people's health. I mean, um, that attitude of constant learning is really important in this market. I mean, uh, it's something that it's evolving quite fast. As you said, is there's like a lot of uh, interest right now in this field because it has been seen that it has a great a great potential and it's it, the provisions that it grow it it will grow a lot in the next years. So for that reason, the development is quite fast. Everything is changing quite quite fast. Every day there are like new. Uh, technical capabilities that you can implement and they go so fast that you can track I mean you, you it's difficult to 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 follow to track that that technology innovation so I think that for someone that wants to intro to be in the market to try to be uh, the most uh, close possible to that technology development and uh, evolution it's it's really interesting because it's there are like uh, what what this kind of companies need, you know, people that has that technological knowledge and even if it is, it has like that clinical application uh, into account is something really really uh, valuable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you, you mentioned there as well about sort of how the technology is constantly changing and every day there's, there's something new. Um, from your perspective, what would you say the, the biggest change has been sort of over the last 12 months? I think that the, the biggest uh, challenge in that aspect is uh, how to be uh, in the, I mean, updated with all that amount of uh, developments in the artificial intelligence in the machine learning field because there are like in the tw last 12 months it's it has been like a huge wave of developments in all the aspects of the machine learning and intellectual intel uh, artificial intelligence field that is really 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 difficult to to understand everything that's coming from 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 outside, no. So it's really challenging to to feel like that there is that there is that huge wave of uh, tools and possibilities, and to identify which ones are the, the the best that for you. I mean that which tools you should focus on to keep an advantage to to have something. Uh, that it's useful for you and your and your application. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that is the, the most the most challenging part of of that of to keep updated with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you mentioned there, there's, there's so many different tools that can be used. Um, would you and the team at, at Cyber Surgery do you have a favorite tool or, or framework that you like to use? Yeah, I I mean there are some some frameworks that that we use. But I I don't know. I mean, I I cannot tell you like the details of yeah. which <laughs> tools are we using. Yeah, but we are exploring. Even 
not only in the process, uh, in the product development phase, also we try to some use some tools for the for the processes of the company. I mean, uh, as something important about this is that when you create a like a startup like uh, cybersurgery, you are not only building a product. You are building a product, a team, and a mm. company. So you have to 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 create everything. I mean, so you have to create uh, the methodology of work of the teams, the culture, the culture of the company. You have to create also the processes of how everything works. And as I say before taking into account that the certification, the regulations are so uh, important in this field, you have to define that pretty good. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to, to define that processes and, and make them uh, as optimized as possible. So there is also another opportunity to use that tools of artificial intelligence to uh, improve that processes and to the, to reduce the work that you have to do. I mean, to make it faster and, and better. Yeah. Uh, amazing. And, and obviously in your position as the, the CTO, you have sort of a big say in, in setting that strategy. Um, but just sort of how, uh, how difficult it is and how rewarding is it to be sort of a, a leading management member within a company like Cybersurgery? Yeah. I think that it's really, really interesting. I, I like it, yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, but that, that motivates, you know, to, to define everything, to, to try to work with your team uh, and have alignment to try to define the product, to try to define the methodologies of work, to try to define. So you are in a constant grow, growth, I mean, you are tr trying to cons to build something, you know, the product, the company, the team, and at the same time, you also growing yourself. So I think that it's it's quite uh, motivating and it's quite uh, I, it's something really really interesting for for me because it allows us allows me also to to grow as a professional way and in the personal way that's great to hear that you, you do really enjoy working with cyber surgery and the, the product itself um but really appreciate you you being on with us today andres uh, if the people want to find out more about cyber surgery what would be the, the best way for them to do that yeah you can follow us on linkedin yeah, so we have our channel LinkedIn that's cyber surgery, and also in our webpage that where we used to publish our most recent product releases and uh, careers and other opportunities that we have. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, amazing. And uh, you mentioned the most recent product releases. Is there anything we should look out for in the news in the next few months? Uh, yeah, I mean, we are in the certification phase, so we hope that next year, uh, admit the next year we have the certification so we can release officially the our Alaya product to the market in the Europe. Yeah. 
perfect. I'll be sure to, to look out for that, that, that one, Andres. Um, yeah. yeah, really appreciate you, you coming on to the podcast today. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you and uh, thank you very much for your, your insights and uh, knowledge on, on the surgical robotics market. Thank you, Toby. Thank you to you for inviting me. Uh, I have enjoyed this time. and It's been a really interesting conversation. Thank you. Uh, amazing. And uh, yeah, really, really appreciate that, as I mentioned. Um, and if you want to hear more about cyber surgery, as Andres said, be sure to, to check them out on their LinkedIn and their websites. Um, but for now, Andres, thank you very much for, for being on. And yeah, to the listeners, stay tuned for the next episode of the, the Barrington James podcast that will be coming.